This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good morning. It is time to get up with the Cowboys train rolling on. The D in Big D stands for demolition. Have they become the team to beat? Meanwhile, a Steel City stinker will give you the one thing Mike Tomlin can do to save the season. So why won't he do it? And then it's the game of the year. We'll tell you exactly what to watch for right at the start that will decide exactly how it ends. All that and more. As we get up with you starting right now, it's a Monday. Let's do it, Jimmy Sonoy, baby. All right. Nick is here as Ryan Clark is in Kansas City. The coach is here, and he's got a lot to say. Dan Orlovsky is in KC this morning. Everything is up to date for the big Monday night game. We'll get into all of this. But we begin with yesterday, and it is the Jets and the Bills. And here it goes. Zach Wilson's best play of the day. Watch the right side of your screen. (laughs) That was his best moment. Here comes one of his worst. Rasul Douglas, nice pickup for the Bills, Dominique. Oh, yeah. He timed it well. Anticipation looked like quarters. Jumped that thing. Got his hands on it. Nice job. And then they bring in the new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. What do we like about this? Keep it simple. Check it down. Don't don't ask Josh to do too much. Touchdown. Bills up 16-6 at the half. The Jets uh, score one touchdown every 10 quarters. Early third quarter, same score. Bills on a fourth down. This is the former Jet Ty Johnson. Yeah, the play looks a lot like the last time. Just get it in the to the playmakers' hands in the flats and let them make the best out of it. Speaking of letting the playmakers make their plays, this from uh, they, their own 19-yard line, and this is Khalil Shakir Rex. What happened here? Well, you can't blame it on Sauce Gardner. At least he doesn't <laughs> want you to, but that's his play. Fills up 29-6. to Four minutes left in the third. Third down for the Jets. And in what might wind up being Zach Wilson's final snap, it ends somewhat fittingly. That's Ed Oliver taking him down. I say that because in the fourth quarter, they would replace Zach Wilson with Tim Boyle, who completes one to Garrett Wilson, who was so surprised to catch a pass that he fumbles. Uh, Bills go on to win it 32 to 6. Buffalo, a big bounce back after the demoralizing loss on Monday night and the change of coordinator. Speaking of change, Jets, what? Who's the quarterback moving forward? Uh, we're going to watch the tape and, just, and uh, we'll make a decision tomorrow. Yeah, frustrated, but I get it. You know, uh, Got to score. Got to got to be in games. Essentially, it comes down to you got to score points. So, when things aren't getting done, changes got to be made, and I understand that. All right, so I promise we're not going to belabor this one. There's a ton of great stuff from yeah. yesterday, but the quarterback change feeling imminent. It felt worth starting here. Dan Orlovsky, should the Jets bench uh, Zach Wilson for good? Sure, bench him for Michael Vick. Bench him for Tom Brady. Bench him for <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger. It won't matter. This offense is terrible. They can't protect Zach Wilson. We can sit here and blame Zach Wilson all we want. The quarterback change is not going to do anything else. The first chance that Zach Wilson had to do something positive with the football was second quarter, six minutes left. He had a big crosser. Other than that, there was more penalties. There was more drops. They could not protect him. This is an offensive unit. And Greeny, uh, it's bigger for me 
I, I, want, I like Robert Sala. I'm a massive fan of him. He's got to be very candid and honest about the situation from this moment or where we are moving forward about who is going to operate this offense next year when Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy because it is a disaster when it comes to what their offense looks like. So you could bench Zach Wilson all you want. It will not change a single thing. Rex? Yeah, I, I wouldn't bench him. I, I wouldn't. But when you see Zach Wilson, it's almost like saying, do me a favor and bench me. Yeah. Because this – and I'll tell you the issue. The biggest issue, they've had 14 different offensive linemen. Brady, 14 this year. Yeah. Have started seven different combinations in 10 games. All right? They have they have receiving uh, – group that can't separate off press coverage. Even Garrett Wilson struggles off press. So everybody's getting strapped. There's no one to throw the ball to, and they can't run the ball. So as Dan's right, put in anybody. It doesn't matter. Tim Boyle, how did he look when he came in? He looked worse <laughs> than Zach Wilson. Zach is far from the only problem that this team has. We apologize to our friends at Amazon because that's who you're going to have to watch on Black Friday. The Jets and the Dolphins uh, will go up against each other. So a short week now to figure it out. Speaking of short weeks, let's talk about the Bills here. You and I were together on Tuesday morning after the disaster that was Monday night and all of the Stefan Diggs, you know, brothers tweets and the firing of the coach and everything else. And they come out yesterday. What would you think? They were inspired. I think the way that they play was impressive. They made some adjustments to the offense in a short week, which was uh, not easy to do, and they turned out well against. And you can look at the Jets and say the Jets aren't a good team, so let's not get too excited. But the Jets are great against the Bills. The last three times they played them, they had a negative EPA offensively, and this time they were outstanding. So to see these adjustments, I know it's just one game, so let's not get carried away. But all of us who are crying in defense of Ken Dorsey previously, Joe Brady is making it look like they made the right decision to move on. No one has done that to the Jets defense all year long. Dan, what'd you see that was different? What'd you see that you liked? Yeah, intentionality. They were intentional. And they called an offense, Greeny, that really was, hey, our quarterback's an MVP type of player. It was a completely different offense when we're talking about motion, when we're talking about play action, we're talking about putting the quarterback under center. First of all, six offensive linemen. Now watch what it does to these linebackers when you get Steph and the back in play action. They go from tight together to spread apart. Now you move the pocket. Josh has got the middle of the field vacated for Dalton Kincaid, puts his back foot in the ground. There's a chunk throw, right? So that cures his fixes to try to be aggressive with the football. Now we put him under center. There's more play action. He gets the understanding of what the defense is. Now the defense does a great job with New York of uh, getting deep, nothing downfield. But Josh is willing to take the check down in these situations because two plays before, you gave him the chance to be aggressive with the ball downfield. And then motion with intent. We're trying to gather information. You move the back out. It's followed by a safety. James Cook comes back in. Now we know it's man-to-man coverage. Watch Josh. Double thumbs up. Hey, guys, the play that we have called is good. You got motion, or excuse me, the bunch is going to come down, create traffic. Cook is going to leak out. But this is all because of the use of it, Greeny. 18 times this offense used motion yesterday. Most of at any point this season. And in those situations, they averaged seven and a half yards per play. This is not rocket science. Okay, two things I want to make the point of. Number one, they went under center way more in all of their offense. Josh Allen is the best under center quarterback in football. I don't care what anyone says. Under center, he's the best in football at it. And the second thing is this. When you give him, play call wise, chances to be aggressive with with the ball downfield, he's more willing to be a ball distributor when he has to be 
But if you don't give that, and that's what Ken Dorsey did it, he's going to force the ball downfield, and that's what you saw sometimes. So quickly, Rex, let's do Buffalo here. You got Kansas City, Miami, Jacksonville, Baltimore. So many injuries. Are the Bills a team that could make a deep playoff run? The team you saw yesterday, is this a team that can still make a deep playoff run in the AFC? Absolutely. If that offense is going to show up like this and their defense, but this offense, I mean, it was incredible. The other thing that I like, you know, he's underneath center. Dan makes the point about there's no better quarterback underneath center. Right. To, to be successful, you need to run the football, and yep. they, they did that also. And it gets yeah. a, an outstanding Jet defense. So, yes, absolutely. All right. Bills back in the playoff race. Jets, it looks like it's all coming to an end quickly here. In the meantime, we had the showdown of the two offensively challenged rivals. Uh. This game, the, the point spread, the total was 34, and it went way under. Deshaun Watson done for the year. That means Dorian, Thompson, Robinson, DTR. And here comes Jerome Ford. Push, push, push. This is ugly. Fight, fight, fight. This was, felt like a 1920s football game. That's what it was. In fact, even the touchdown had to be reviewed and overturned, but it is one. Now, third quarter, Steelers are down. Jalen Warren! I love this kid. Oh, we moved up to the 90s. We got fast running backs right now hitting the sideline. This was outstanding plays. The best running back that the Steelers have, unfortunately. All right, final two minutes of the game. Tied at 10. DTR. Getting it done for Cleveland. Looking for uh, uh, EJM, Elijah Moore. Uh, No one calls him that, but why not? I sort of like the alliteration. Nice throw. We didn't ask him to do much this game, but when they needed him to make some big plays, DTR was able to find the holes in the defense. Final minute. DTR for uh, AMC, Amari Cooper. No one calls him that. Browns now in field goal range. Five seconds left. Dustin Hopkins. D-U-H, <laughs> 34 yards, and it's good. Oh. Thompson Robinson goes for 165 yards. Cleveland wins a tight one, 13-10. Steelers finally wind up on the wrong side of one of these. Hey, Najee Harris, what'd you think? Those are two things. You can look at the record and say, okay, we're still good right now. Or you can look at the record and be like, if we keep playing this type of football, how long is that going to last? I look at it like, how long is Last. Y'all can look at it like it's a good record, but I mean, it's the NFL. Winning like how we did, it's not going to get us nowhere. All right, so he had that to say. I want to show you what RC had to say as, as we move forward because to me, the most important um, reaction is always from Ryan on the Steelers, and he tweeted, disgraceful for the Steelers to lose to this Cleveland Browns team with DTR at QB, not executing down the stretch offensively while DTR leads the game winning drive is inexcusable. Not making any changes is allowing it to happen. They can't continue to allow it to happen. I, I, I think I can comfortably say I speak for Ryan Clark when the changes he's talking about are the ones that people are screaming for. Their offense, their offensive coordinator, embattled Matt Canada. Danny, explain it to the people who don't see them week in, week out. Why is this offense so oft criticized, and do they need to make that change? Yeah, this offense just calls plays. They, they don't call an offense. They're, they're just taking plays and saying, hey, let's see if it works. First of all, they're not good enough to live in 11 personnel. That's one back, one tight end. It's like 80% of the time they live in that personnel. They're, they're, they're not good enough. If you go to the end of this game, right, the end of this game, they got a chance to win. George Pickens is their best player on offense. He don't get the ball. George Pickens doesn't get a ball thrown to him. Mm. There's three straight balls thrown to Deontay Johnson. Now, Deontay Johnson's a good player, but we don't get 14 the ball. There's multiple moments of miscommunication between the quarterback and the wide receivers. And with the game on the line, with the chance, we don't throw th- that guy the ball. Um, this, There's no way. 
There is no way that you can watch that game and tell me that the Steelers call an offense trying to win the game. Mm. The Steelers call an offense hoping that they don't lose the game. And we, like Kenny Pickett, all that stuff, this offense is as boring, as standstill. If you're a Steelers fan, you know the play before it ever gets snapped, the ball. It's it's a failure right now, given how great this defense is, to continue forward with what they're presenting on the field on a daily basis. So Rex says one who has been a head coach, and you know when the fans are screaming for it. A right. lot of the media are screaming for it. Why doesn't Mike Tomlin make the change? Well, that's certainly not the, the Mike Tomlin way or the Pittsburgh Steelers way of they doing are, yeah, things. It's not. All right, it's a classy organization. They don't make these kind of changes. However, we saw Buffalo make a change, and it was a positive change, at least in, in the first week. Mm-hmm. This offense is absolutely abysmal. And Kenny Pickett, all we can go on is, like, hey, the stats. Well, let me tell you how bad this quarterback appears to be, whether it's the system or the quarterback. He's had 22 starts over his career, mm-hmm. 13 touchdowns. That's the fewest of any quarterback in the last 20 years. Mm. 20 years. So is it the system? Is it the quarterback? It's something, but it's awful. Their game plan is as if they are not talented enough to win games. They're playing as if they have their fourth-string quarterback in there and they don't have playmakers. Their strategy has been this season, let's get to the end of games and hope they make mistakes. That works when you're playing high school football because you're playing against 16-year-olds that will absolutely make mistakes. In the NFL, that is not something that you can continue to rely on. When you have great players on defense, it's going to happen sometimes, but you win games with your starting quarterback by being aggressive. Are either of these teams that we Either nope. good enough to win a playoff game. Uh, Neither nope. one of them. I don't think so. I mean, the, the, they might sneak in because yeah, the, the AFC the is Brown, so crazy. The Browns yes. defense is good enough, I think, to keep them in games, but the AFC is so tough. All right, let me leave it there for the moment. We're just getting started. We will touch on everything, I promise you, from yesterday in the National Football League as we continue, including the Cowboys, who continue to win. Should the rest of the NFC be on high alert? Dan Orlovsky has an answer that might surprise you. Plus, speaking of winning, Russ and the Broncos on a roll. Are they headed to the playoffs? Spoiler alert. The answer might be yes. We're all over it. It's Get Up on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals delicious meat nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there each one ounce serving has six grams of protein giving you over 10 percent of your daily value wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go and you're on the go a lot taking the kids to school hopping from meeting to meeting shopping for groceries well the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all 
all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Get Up is brought to you by the all-new series Drive with Swizz Beats, now streaming on Hulu and by Jameson. Must be a Jameson taste responsibly. With. Might be in stay up late last night. You missed the Vikings and the Broncos in a pretty good game. Josh Dobbs and Russell Wilson, second quarter. Look at Dobbs make things happen. Oh, Mahomes the end, Josh Allen like. This guy is special. He's at least having a special season. That's a great play. That's a touchdown. Vikings up 7-3. And now more Rex. I mean, Josh Dobbs, he doesn't need to know anybody. He's a rocket scientist. He's running this in on a third and eight. Yeah, I can't relate with any of his teammates. <laughs> and look at this stuff right here. Man, really? And he, and he finds a way to get in the end zone. This kid, good for him. But Russell Wilson found a way to win the game. Late fourth quarter, Vikings leading at 20-15. to 15. This is a fourth down play knee. Outstanding by Russell. A little bit of vintage Russell right here. Drop that right in. It's a tough wow. pass. A tough catch. Portland Sutton is balling in the last few games. Uh, speaking of which, here's your ball game. Oh look at this God. throw and look at the catch. In traffic, put it up there and let your big man make a play. Poor DBs. I'm sorry, guys. Portland Sutton and the Broncos come back to win it 21-20. And we didn't see much of their defense in that highlight, but they've gotten a lot better. Look, they were allowing 33 points a game. They played the worst defensive game this year, one of the worst all time in that 70-point loss. Since week seven... They're 4-0, and they're tied with the Steelers for the best scoring defense in the NFL. Who saw this coming? Yeah. Rex, are, the Broncos are 5-5. Five and five. People around them are dropping like flies. Is this a playoff team? Which It's unfortunately, I, I think so. Yes. And here's why. Unfortunately. Right? Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. because, but, unfortunately. But this one right now, they get, they're on a four-game win streak. Yes. That's the most in a current uh, win streak in the National Football Longest League. Longest streak, yes. And so, look, this is a, a team that I said had a top five or at least top ten defensive talent. Mm-hmm. They're starting to play that way. And and so, yeah, I mean, look, they're still ranked 32nd in the league in defense, but yes. Yeah, I mean, they started as badly as any defense in recent memory, and we've seen them turn it around. Dan, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, getting it done. What do you think? No one wants to play this team. No one. I don't care what, what team in the AFC we're talking about. No one wants to play this team. I think it was Cortland Sutton last week that kind of put up that apology letter for Russell Wilson. He was right on. I mean, right now, Russ looks like Russ, like vintage Russ. I mean, some of the late-game playmaking that we saw in Seattle for most of his career is back. He's got 19 tutties and four picks. That's the best in the league. We can dispute it all you want. It's the best in the league, guys, with the group. On the perimeter, that's not unbelievable. And this deep green, three weeks ago, this defense choked Kansas City out. 
Yeah. I mean, they, they hunted Kansas City on defense. So this is a defense right now, especially their young pass rushers, that is playing ball. Simmons is playing great. Sertan's playing great. No one wants to see this team right now. This is a team that in AFC, is, everybody's going to sit there and go, we got to play them? And their last three wins are all against – I mean, they beat the Chiefs, held them to nine points, as we said. They beat the Bills the other night, who were still a, a good team. They beat the Vikings yesterday, who've been playing well. I mean, are you buying in, Dominique? I'm not buying in. I mean, could they make the playoffs? Yes. Uh, Patrick Sartan's amazing. Simmons is great. You mentioned that. The defense is playing well. That's good enough. Saying that Russell is vintage Russ, like that doesn't, they kicked a bunch of field goals yesterday, and they created a bunch of turnovers. This team was going up against the Minnesota Vikings that are quarterbacked by the Pastronaut, and they won. <laughs> and they bar- and they barely won the game. Like I think they're playing better. I'm encouraged by what they're doing, but the interception to touchdown ratio is not enough. And maybe Dan, you're seeing some special quarterback vision with your fancy glasses on that I don't see. But I watched those games last night when they're settling for field goal after field goal after field goal after field goal. This does not look like a well, team that's scaring you. Go Dan. No, no, no. But we can't praise Minnesota's defense. I mean, Dom, you know Minnesota's defense over the last month has been absolutely lights out. So that defense is playing so great, and Russ doesn't give it away. I know it's only 21 points, but like the, the fact that they struggled in the red zone isn't concerning to me at all. He got it. He got that game won on that game-winning drive at the end. Is their defense that they saw... That Minnesota defense, the only ones that I sit here and say definitively better in the AFC are probably Kansas City and Cleveland and Pitt, maybe. Other than that, there's there, Minnesota's defense is playing just as good as anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, what I would say to you is I just wouldn't go as far as saying that this is vintage rush when we get a bunch of field goals against a, a defense that is not full of talent but is being coached very well and is running some tricky schemes up there. I just, I, I'm just i not as excited as you are about the way that Russell is playing because of the touchdown interception race. For what it's He's worth, better, but his numbers great. this season are projected 69% completion, 3,500 yards, 32 touchdowns, 7 picks. I mean, the numbers sometimes don't tell the full story, but those are pretty good numbers. Let me leave that there because there's another quarterback I want to ask about, and that's Jared Goff. Detroit, the Lions overcame a 12-point deficit inside the final four minutes yesterday to beat the Bears, whose coach inexplicably still has his job this morning. Jared Goff threw three picks in the game. Dan, he was just awful until the final four minutes and then found a way to win. What do we say about Goff and the Lions this morning? Yeah, when you've been through hell, going back doesn't scare you. And Jared Goff, when it comes to his career, has. And some of those uncharacteristic decisions or interceptions obviously happen. I feel better about Detroit today than I did yesterday morning. Detroit never wins this game. Never wins this game. Jared Goff's not going to throw those interceptions again. And they find a way to win the game at the end. Jared Goff makes some huge plays to Jamison Williams near the end. Um, This was was like a franchise-changing, different win for the Detroit Lions. This throwaway is awesome. Jared Goff throws the ball away, and then they run it the next down, get down there, and get that game-winning play. A massive win for the Detroit Lions. In the meantime, on the other side, you look very skeptical here. I mean, this throwaway was awesome. Like, come on, Dan. <laughs> That's a good no, I, I, I like this new Monday Dan. He's so pleasant. He's positive. You could come out of this game feeling a couple different ways. It was the Bears. Chill out. The problem with Jared Goff, and he deserves the benefit of the doubt as well as he's been playing this season. But it's scary when the problem that you expect to be the problem is the problem. Their defense was putrid. They cannot get a pass rush. We expected it, and we saw it against a team that's not good. Their quarterback is someone who got shipped out of L.A., and then they won the Super Bowl. We expect him to make mistakes, and he did. So 
that's the scary part for me. I, I got I got 10 seconds for you, Dan. Then I'll get Rex, Rex the final word. Go. I don't think their defense was as putrid as Justin Fields was fantastic yesterday. And I do think quarterback runs surprised them a little bit with how much Chicago used it. Lions. Yeah, the only concern that I have uh, to Neek's point about the pass rush. Look, going into that game, six out of nine games, they had one or, or less sacks mm-hmm. in six out of nine games. That come uh, postseason, that's what I worry about. We'll see about it. They're banking a lot on this kid coming back, James Houston, who had nine and a half sacks in seven games last year. He better get back in a hurry. Yeah, look, I mean, sometimes you have to Greeny, win when you don't play well. They, according to Dan, they were surprised that Justin Fields ran the ball. Well, I'll say, look, soccer. I have a lot more to say about that because Chicago the, the, the bear side running. of that game yesterday was embarrassing. We'll get to that as we go. In the meantime, the Cowboys train rolls on. The D in Big D stands for demolition. Ooh. Highlights on the way. Don't miss it. You're watching Game. Get up on ESPN. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Monday Night Magic. Instant classic. Super Bowl sequel. Had to rematch it. Run that back. Each hike dramatic. Quarterback option might rush a pass it. Eagles at Chiefs, lacing up your cleats. Repeated defeat, got the fans on their feet. Hey, you gotta love this right here. Looking forward to that tonight for sure. Meanwhile, back to yesterday, Dak and the Cowboys visiting the Panthers. And Dak looking to get some numbers on the board. Luke Schoonmaker. Oh, get it to the Schoon. Touchdown for Schoonmaker. <laughs> Upset for nothing. And then Rex, Micah Parsons versus Bryce Young. That's uh, a heavyweight versus a lightweight. No chance. Oh, my goodness. Just, Ooh, play looks unfair. Down goes that quarterback. Doesn't look like it should be allowed. Uh, then C.D. Lamb. That's the easiest throwing catch you'll see them make all season. They look bored. He just punted the ball after that. 17-3. It's actually just 17-10 in the fourth quarter, and then Tony Pollard hadn't scored a touchdown since week one. Yeah, Tony Pollard was not going to be refused. He figured this was they're going up against the Panthers. I'm not leaving this game without six. But here's the story of the year. His name is on land. I get excited. I'm sorry. Quarterback, take it. Take it. His fourth interception for a touchdown this year to tie the record. He has five total picks 
They lost Trayvon Diggs, and we thought they were going to take a step back. They might have gotten better. More of that and later in the show. But he, <laughs> he's got four pick sixes on the season. We, can, we can show it to you now if you Ooh. want. We'll come back to it later. He has four touchdowns, four pick sixes on the season. He has as many touchdowns this year as Travis Kelsey or Devontae yeah. Adams. He has more than DK Metcalf, Jalen right. Waddle, Tony Pollard, or every receiver on the Jets combined. And that's the season that Deron Bland is having. That said, this game was ridiculous. Uh, the Panthers are unimaginably awful. Cowboys are just trying to put this together until they play the Eagles. Have they made themselves on this run a team that you believe could win the NFC? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to say this. They just keep stacking them up and kicking butt and kicking butt and kicking butt. We're going to see people are thinking they're, they're going to lose to Washington. Things. No, they're not. Mm-mm. They're going to lose to yeah. No, they're not. It's going to be a matchup. Philly's going to come rocking into town in, in Dallas, and we'll see if they made up that ground. I believe they have. That, that game is December 10th. The Cowboys have the Thanksgiving game against the Commanders. Then they play the following Thursday again against the Seahawks, which the league has done a few times. And then they will get a little extra rest, a little mini-buy there, before they get the Eagles on December 10th. Danny. Monday morning, Rex. The, Eagle, the Cowboys so nice. can't beat the Eagles or the 49ers. They played the easiest yes, schedule can. in football this year. I mean, they're playing here, – here, talk to me about the Final Four. I think they're four out of their Final Four. Listen, I went to UConn. We know a lot about the Final Four. Danny oh. Hurley and the boys defending national champ. We know a lot about the Final Four. Their Final – four out of their Final Five is like Miami, Buffalo, Philly, Detroit. Let's play some real teams and we'll see exactly – Dallas is a good football team, Okay. But do we really think that they're going to beat Philly when it matters the most or San Francisco when it matters the most? Really? I mean, did you watch yeah, Carolina yeah. gash them in their run game a little bit? The Carolina Panthers gashed yeah. them in the run. Now, Dak was really good, pocket movement, all that. Carolina got after them a little bit in a run game. Wait a second. They gashed them for 155 total yards. <laughs> hey, what, what are we talking here? Like, yeah, I don't even need exactly a band-aid for that. Gashing like, anybody. The, 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 yeah. Dan's point, if this is the point he's making, is you can't base anything off of them dominating Carolina. Pretty much everybody does. They've dominated a lot of teams this year. And right. the, Eagles, the game they played against the Eagles, I think it was all of us watched that and saw that those teams were even. Right. Like That game could have gone either way. To, to think that they have no chance against the Eagles, I think, is wild. And this team is getting better as the season goes on. They're trying new things offensively, seem to have finally found their groove offensively. And that defense, yeah, stopping the runs is going to be a problem, but not if they get in early. And they've won only 11 straight games at home. So <laughs> It's not bad. Maybe Look, they got a chance. The 49ers blew them out. They played the Eagles right. tough. We'll see where it goes super quick. i got 10 seconds for this. Dan, what do we say about Bryce Young at this point? First pick in the draft, only Alabama quarterback ever to win the Heisman. He looks he looks defeated. It is, it is painful to watch him and them right now. Give me a quick thought on them. Just survive. Don't let doubt creep in your mind. Next year will not matter the most. Get to 2025 when there's a better situation around you. That's Boy, the that's biggest thing. Survive. That's brutal. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best we can do. Really? Just wait for a year and a half from now. What? I'm afraid he won't get there. It's, he won't make it there. Because this guy, they can't protect them. And 
bless his heart, like oh. he's not a big man anyway. No. I don't think he's going to get there. I no. really don't. And Dan makes the right point, but it's an awful point, which yeah. is it's not going to get any better real soon. So <laughs> this is graphic. right right now, this is about as sad a state of affairs as we have in the entire it NFL. A, it, they want that man to get a time machine. Hang like, in there until 2025. <laughs> okay. Let's run the hurry up. We'll throw a bunch of other action yesterday. The 49ers made light work of Tampa. Uh, Brock Purdy had a perfect quarterback rating. Dan, what did you see from him yesterday? Greeny, the layered throws were back. I think this is the most difficult offense in the NFL to stop. You you gotta you gotta hope you catch him on your on his C game. And the number one thing, Greeny, if you don't get this young man off rhythm, it's night night Irene. When he's in rhythm, he can throw it with just about anybody. And this offense, when it comes to the ball distribution aspect, he can he can go, man. He, he when he's on rhythm, he can go. Rex, talk to me about how Ron Rivera feels this morning after getting taken apart by Tommy DeVito. Yeah, he should, he should feel awful and all that. But, hey, look, it, your time's coming, man. you got about six, seven more games, and you're out of there. There ain't no chance. You get beat by this guy at quarterback. They, I mean, in, in a team that had 640 yards put up on him the week before, and you get ripped by this team, stop. Washington never recovered from not going for the two in that game against the Eagles. And then Nate, the Chargers lost by a field goal again. Is Brandon Staley on the hot seat? Yeah, he's on the hot He may be off the hot seat before the end of the day. They might make that decision real soon. But, yeah, he's supposed to be a defensive coach, and the problem with this team has been defense. And – Jordan Love was a quarterback that we thought may not be good enough to start in this league. Mm -hmm. He just had a career day against your defense. It's bad. Well, let's make this point. Brandon Staley is a defensive coach. And by that, I mean he's defensive. When you ask him about his coaching, listen to this. I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently. Okay, and that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question. Okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. What do you think of that? What do I think of that? <laughs> I think he should go back in Division Three football where he belongs. Look, this guy, look at his resume, man. I mean, I'm sorry. Dude comes in there, one-year coordinate a team that my wife could coach. All right, with Aaron Donald, all those guys. Stop She's it. been around like, for give a long, me a, long time. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and trust me, she'd do a hell of a lot better job than this guy's doing with this defense. They're the second-highest payroll in the National Football League on defense. And they're the second-worst. Like, this team is atrocious. And, and you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, dude. Ridiculous. And, by the way, you're right, Neek. I mean, Jordan Love, there's still a lot of questions about this kid. Is he an NFL, you know, quarterback and all that? He looked like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Barr, Bart Starr, and all the other Packers, man. Uh Forget it. This dude. And, and, you know, I'm sorry. Your job's to sit up there and answer questions. That man has a right or woman has a right to ask you any question she wants. You get paid to answer those things. All right? Handle it. The reason they're questioning you is because you're atrocious on defense. Give it to anybody else. Let somebody else coach because it ain't getting done. That's a horrendous answer in so many ways. But the, the primary one to me 
is that he just basically said, look, guys, our, our defense is bad, but I'm doing everything right. Everything I'm doing is fine. So you want to talk about how we're not winning games and not playing well? Go talk to those guys in that locker room. I'm totally confident in our scheme. I'm totally confident in the way we teach. I'm totally confident in my play calling. Yeah, then why do you lose every game by one possession? He's throwing his players under the bus, which Rex Ryan has taught me for years. You never do. Never do. And that's why I'm sure he's lost. Yeah, you don't, you don't do that. I think in that situation, you have to answer confidently. You have to, but you can't be sassy. Like, he got up there all, all upset. Ooh, how'd you ask me that question? That's the problem. We're watching this. Ever since that collapse, like, he was minutes away from winning that playoff game last year, which would have bought him some credibility, bought him some more time. They collapsed in that moment. And since then, everything you're going to do up and then is going to be questioned. It's an uphill battle. You have to understand that. And the way that he's performing and responding to it, I think, is embarrassing and uncomfortable, especially since they have all the talent. Like Rex pointed out, this team is talented enough to be with the cream of the crop in the um, AFC. But they have not been and they won't. I, I can't wait till they, till they get a real coach next year <laughs> with, with that quarterback and, and these yeah. players. It's going to be – I think they'll be special. Danny, go. Yeah, one, no defense has more blown coverages when you watch their tape than the Chargers. It, it's And it's all over, all game. Yeah. Two, this is the real question that the Chargers have to figure out outside of the defensive. <clears throat> is, is Brandon Staley really the coach for them with Justin Herbert moving forward? Justin Herbert is talented enough and elite enough as a quarterback to be in the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow conversations of the world. He's good enough to win MVP. He's good enough to win a Super Bowl with. Good enough. Is Brandon Staley the coach? Because right now, it's hard, no matter anybody who loves him, to sit here and say, unquestionably, he's the guy to take Justin Herbert in the next four or five years forward. I mean, I, I can answer that question now. Hell no. I can't, <laughs> it's easy. I can't believe we he's still there now. I, it's the worst. I mean, to all the analytics nonsense that he's never gotten off of for a second, going for it in his own territory and all that kind of stuff. I, I can't believe he's still there as we speak. All right. ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN. For exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personality, sign up for the ESPN Bet app. All users get $200 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download the app and sign up today. What a play. All right, we continue in a moment. Game of the year. We'll tell you exactly what to watch for right at the start that will decide exactly how it will end. That's next. Don't miss it. Get up on ESPN. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu.
We continue on a Monday on Get Up, running the hurry up. More good games yesterday. Dolphins held off the Raiders. Nick, what did you see from Miami's defense? Oh, Jalen Ramsey is a difference maker with two interceptions uh, yesterday. That was a game clincher. It hurt him a little bit, but he got up. He was fine. Don't worry, Miami fans. There's the earlier one. He was great. And it wasn't just those picks. He was great coverage th- throughout. It made that defense unstoppable, it seemed like. With the exception of one deep play to Adams, that defense was unbeatable. Now, he looked like Jalen Ramsey again. Rex, Jaguars blow out Tennessee yesterday. Trevor Lawrence, four touchdowns. What did you take away from that? I, I took away Trevor Lawrence as the man. Are you kidding me? He played phenomenal in here. <sighs> I benched him in my fantasy squad. That's what I took away from him. I lost because he's on my bench. Who, who'd you what? start in front of him? Who'd you start? Tyler Murray was good, but this yeah. was ridiculous. And thank you. Hey, I've been playing you all year, and you do this to me. <laughs> Big bounce back they needed. Hey, Danny, how about C.J. Stroud throws three interceptions, still finds a way to get the win. What do we say about him today? Yeah, so the three interceptions, Greeny, it's interesting. All three of them in the red zone, essentially, and then all on second down. I thought the first one was a little bit of a force, but the second one was bang, bang. Third one, you know, kind of like uncharacteristic late throw, but he made some big-time throws when it mattered the most in this football game, and I love his mentality moving forward. Three interceptions, but he'll learn from them. Absolutely. Well, we're going to let you hear about his mentality. So, again, he had 336 passing yards, two touchdowns, three picks in the game, including two of them in the fourth quarter. But listen to him after it was over. Steph Curry don't ever stop shooting. I'm going to keep, I'm gonna keep letting it ride. You know, um, and, I, and I'm, I don't got no shame in my game. I definitely got to be smarter, but no confidence is taken away from me. I'm going to keep shooting it. I'm going to keep uh, letting it fly. Um, and and that's what, I think that's what makes me great. Oh, my God. You like it. Oh, do I like it? Are you kidding me? Look at the confidence and the swag this guy's got. Oh, yeah. Hey, I want that as my quarterback. Yeah, you run through a wall for him. And, like, it's not just, like, lip service. He means it. We saw the week before he had a few early turnovers, and he led him on a comeback drive, a game-winning drive, and a comeback win against uh, the Bengals. The guy's good. He's got everything that you want in a quarterback, and he's got it before you would expect it. Right now, he's putting his team on his back. They helped him out, lifted yeah. him up yesterday, but he's a great guy to have. I'm, I don't know. I wish I could still play football. Go, Danny. Yeah. Go play for him. Woo. Yeah, I think the most interesting part of this for me is this is like a culture answer. And I, you guys know I, got, I love Rex, but so often when a young quarterback gets with a defensive-minded head coach, you hear over and over again, let's just be good with the football, don't give it away, we'll play great defense right. and special teams. D'Amico Ryans, as his head coach, it seems to have empowered him to, you go be you. You go play your game, and whatever happens, we'll get your back if you throw an interception. And I think it's the perfect example. You guys hear me say this all the time. You cannot be great in this league at this position unless you are aggressive with the ball and sometimes you put it in harm's way. And it sounds like this young man has a great understanding of just that. He knows he's great. Sometimes he's going to put the ball in harm's way. And more often than not, it's going to work in his favor. I mean, in defense of those defensive coaches who yeah. tell their quarterbacks to hold on to the balls, those quarterbacks are bad. They are him. They are like this guy. I think at some yeah. point in training camp, you recognize, oh, we got a guy. Yeah, now, like, what, but, is he, but Dan is making a point, which is that yeah. sometimes if you think you have a team that can win, if you think you have a team that can right. win, you had a rookie in Mark Sanchez. Uh, Mark Sanchez was not on the level that C.J. Stroud is demonstrating. Now no Nobody one is saying yes. Been. But you had a chance you know, to make a deep run that year. And so it, it's – 
you're walking a fine line when you're trying to win games and develop a quarterback, right. and I think that they are doing both. And the thing yes. that I like the most about that Stroud quote is that every player says that. Yeah. You can tell he really believes it. Well, like, he means it himself. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. He, he's not he's – not, I mean, this is who he is. Yeah. And, and every single defensive coach, if they had this guy – would be, let's go. It'd be like Josh Allen. You're not trying to win and develop a quarterback. He's developed yeah. past a lot of quarterbacks already. True. He, right. There's some development to be done. He's not yeah. perfect, but he's already playing like a vet. Well, that, that's, that's maybe the most amazing, amazing. thing. Yeah. The guy's played 10 games in his entire career. He should get much, much better yeah. than this. The last guy that came into the league and set it on fire this way might have been Patrick Mahomes. And we will see Mahomes tonight against Jalen Hurts. Monday Night Football, a Super Bowl 57 rematch. It's the game of the year. 8 Eastern, ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes. Peyton and Eli ready to go on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Danny's got take for us here as we get set to watch this matchup that is last year's Super Bowl and could easily be this coming year's Super Bowl. Danny, what should everybody be seeing here? Can the Chiefs create explosive plays on offense? It's only happened in three ways this year for them. Number one, Patrick run around, make a bunch of plays. Doesn't happen that often anymore. Number two, corner routes off three-level throws. It's really one of the main ways that they've had some success trying to get the ball down the field for some chunks. Travis is going to line up on the outside. Three-level throw means this. We're going to cut the field in half. There's going to be what we call a deep pylon, a corner route, and a flat route. So often, Patrick is reading this flat defender. If he stays deep, I'll throw the flat. If he comes up to the flat, throws the corner. But this is one of the only ways that they've created some chunk plays, throwing a corner route to the boundary or some three-level with crossers from one side of the field to the other. Again, play action. you got one receiver going deep, and then here comes Kelsey on the crosser and then a flat route. It's a very similar read for Patrick Mahomes. The difference is, Greeny, ever since Tyreek Hill has gone away, so these explosive plays have gone less and less and less. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating here. There was only three ways that this team has created explosive plays. Patrick running around, the corner route off a three-level throw to the boundary, or a play-action crosser. And I think if the Eagles can do a really good job of defending at least two of those three tonight, they can have more success defensively in the pass game than they have. For the, what it's worth, Dan was in here on Thursday. He said the one thing he likes best in this game is the under. We think about these high-flying offenses, high-flying quarterbacks, but right now both defenses are the ones playing well. So here's what the, I always like to preview these games by giving the fans something to watch right at the beginning. So what will you be watching for, Dominique, right at the beginning of the game that will tell everyone, okay, the advantage is here? I mean, off of what Dan just showed, those take time. And what the Eagles have is a great pass rush. So I'll be watching to mm. see if Patrick Mahomes can, or if that O-line can hold up against that pass rush that they have. They have outstanding defensive linemen. Their secondary is talented, but they haven't been perfect this year. So that's the question. I think the Chiefs will have an opportunity to create big plays if they can keep Patrick upright and they don't let those guys get in the backfield, which is something that most teams have a hard time doing. In the Super Bowl, they had 34 dropbacks and wasn't sacked one time. I think that was a big uh, – had a big factor in that game and it'll have a big factor in the game too. So keep an eye on whether the Chiefs' offensive line is holding up against the Eagles' pass rush. Rex, what is the one thing you'll be watching most closely at the beginning of the game? I'm going to look at the other side of the ball. I want to see if Kansas City's run defense – which, by the way, you may be surprised by this, they're ranked 31st in the National Football League in mm. run stoppage. All right? They're, overall, the defense has been outstanding. All right? The best in the Patrick Mahomes era. However, the, the Philadelphia, can they run the football and impose their will running the football against the, the very suspect defense of Kansas City? 
I think uh, Spagnola is going to have an answer here. Will he bring down more guys? That's what I'm going to be looking at. And then very quickly, Danny, who's a player that everyone should be watching to see if tonight is his night? Rasheed Rice, the first-year receiver for Kansas City. It's really the other from Travis Kelsey. And he's had moments. And I think coming off of the bye week, the thing for me, Greeny, is have they figured out the ideal way to use him? He's this big, physical, get-the-ball-in-his-hands type of player. He's not like an elite route runner. So I think Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, their offensive coordinator with Patrick Holmes, it's like, hey, have we figured out maybe we can get him some easier and sooner touches and allow his physicality to be a part of the game tonight? All right, we have a good eye on it tonight, obviously. Everything going into this one, and we'll be all over it back here tomorrow morning. In the meantime, coming up next, the Steel City Stinker. We'll give you the one thing Mike Tomlin can do to save the season right now. The question is, why won't he do it? That's next.